you were to come up with three words about financial aid right now, what would those three words be? Complicated, mystery, and for the last word, I'll say horror. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the confusing things about college, and there are a lot of confusing things, trust me, perhaps nothing is quite as confusing as financial aid. In this episode of the Finding Your Place podcast, we're going to look more closely at money and financial aid. You've probably already heard a lot about financial aid in orientations or letters or emails. But it doesn't always make sense, right? Sometimes we just need someone to explain it. Not long ago, Dave Engen, one of our faculty members helping us with this series, met a first-year student who expressed some confusion and concern about financial aid. And together, they decided to walk on over to the financial aid office to get some answers. Hello. Hey, I'm Rachel. Nice to meet you. Hey, how's it hey, going? Hey, nice to meet you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah, come on back. Well, my name is Maurice Brown. Uh, I'm a first-year student. And in my first semester, I was running into a lot of financial aid problems. So this podcast right here is perfect for new students next year so they don't run into the same problems that I did. A lot of times people misunderstand the word financial aid because it's a really broad term. We've got grants, scholarships, work-study program, and even student loans. What are some good pieces of advice you could give to first-year students on financial aid? Yeah, so I'd say I've got three big pieces of advice. Um, the first one is to apply for scholarships. So make sure that you're out there at your university applying to whatever they have available, as well as searching for outside scholarships as well. So searching out in the community, parents, employers, really anywhere that you can look, because obviously anytime you can pull in free money, it's less loans that you have to borrow. The second piece of advice I have is to really set a budget and live within that budget. Because the more that you can be frugal during college, the better your life after college is going to be. Because it sets up so much more disposable income than after college and less that you have to worry about paying back student loans if you're only borrowing to what you need. And then the third piece of advice is to always reach out because financial aid is so complicated and there's so much going on. We want to make sure that every student knows where they're at, how much they're borrowing, and really has a good grasp on what's going on financially. Why would somebody take out a private loan instead of a federal loan? I always recommend borrowing federal loans first, um, partially because they tend to be at a lower interest rate. And federal loans tend to have better repayment terms. So if you were to take an unpaid internship after graduation or run into economic hardship, your federal loan servicer is likely to be a lot more flexible with you. Another thing to keep in mind is that financial aid is something that you need to apply for and to apply every year. How you apply for financial aid is filling out the FAFSA application. So that's the free application for federal student aid, and it opens every year on October 1st. 
And we do recommend completing it as soon as possible because that way you'll get reviewed for the most possible need-based aid. So we'll review you for those grants, we'll review you for the work study, we'll review you for loans to see what your specific financial situation is. Right. Uh, a lot of those things you just said uh, are the reasons why I had problems when I first came here. Uh, like the not filling out the form in time, I filled out my FAFSA like in March last year, which is I didn't get enough money for my loans. So I had a bill that I had to pay that I didn't know. With financial aid, it's really, really important to get things done early, like the FAFSA, but then also to keep tabs on your email, because a lot of times you have to ask for follow-up documentation, and hopefully students, you know, get the email right away and send it back to us, but sometimes emails get missed, so just know that you can always reach out to us with questions, concerns at any time. Thank you. Uh... I appreciate you for letting me interview you for this podcast. That's why I'm so excited that you're here and we were able to meet. Um, And I just hope any students out there that are in similar situations or confused at all will want to hopefully reach out to us, schedule appointments. We always love talking about this, so I'm so excited that you're here and that we were able to talk through all these questions. How would you describe how you feel after the interview? Wonderful, knowledgeable, more knowledge than before. Sometimes it seems like college is really just for people who already come from some money and who just want to make more money. But what about the students who start college with very little? Producer Tan Ida Kronk caught up with Anne Bernier, a community college graduate and public policy advocate for college students who are living in the crisis of poverty. Can you tell us your name and what you're up to these days? My name is Anne Garjola Bernier. I am a student at Hamlin University. I am also a policy assistant through the Capital Pathways Internship Program, and I'm working with Second Harvest right now on some food legislation. Can you talk a little bit about your college journey and how you got started in college? My partner had just been injured at work, and he said, I never wanted to go to college, but I know you did, and so I'm only going to go if you go. And so I started back part-time. I had no idea what I was doing. Nobody in either of our families had graduated from college. Really, as first-generation students, we had no idea. (laughs) So I just took some classes. And I guess at that point, I had thought that my family's experience in poverty while in college was unique right? Like we had messed up. We had like not gone from high school to college. So, you know, we were, we were supposed to be poor, right? While we were in college, we were supposed to be struggling. And and it's that same story, right? You, you work really hard and you struggle while you're in college for the hopes of a better future. Tell me some of the things you've learned that um, can help students navigate the murky waters that is known as money in college. So one, it's important for students to know that there is support out there. Help with food. Housing's kind of tough, right? We're in a tight housing market. People are trying to change that, but, you know, there might be something, gas cards, bus cards, food cards, scholarship help, daycare help. There's programs out there. It's just finding them. So I think the number one thing is 
one, the resources exist. Number two, there's people out there who will help you find them. Yeah, they might not look like you. And it's hard, right? Especially for students of color, for Indigenous students who have dealt with racism their whole lives to approach a white person and be like, I need help. And and trust that that person is going to be able to help you. It's faith. You know, you have to have faith in your fellow humans and just believe that people in helping places at your school are there because they want to help you. Do you have any advice that you can offer to students who are struggling financially in college? Yeah. Look for food pantries on your campus. Apply for scholarships. Try to get your cost of living adjusted, especially if you have kids. Look for daycare grants. You know, there's there's different programs out there. So if we step out of the shadow of that stigma and that shame, poverty is not your fault. And so we need to stay in school, get to that finish point so we can change the systems going forward and send that elevator back down to the people who are still waiting to get on. It's important to remember that when we make it through college, other people benefit too. That's right. And it's in the interest of your college or university to help navigate the money side of things. And there are a lot of different kinds of support. Scholarships, grants, on-campus work, deferred interest loans, all of these things are potential ways to help handle the costs of tuition. Because college is expensive, a little too expensive. But how much does it cost to subscribe to Finding Your Place on iTunes or to follow us on SoundCloud? Nothing. That's free at least. So check in with us next time when we try to find some good in all of the gen ed classes that they require us to take.